the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. We are practicing Friday all day long. And Brian, uh, there seems to be some movement in this recount effort that is uh, fl- just flowing along in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, and uh, even in Nevada and Arizona. Maybe we're not connected. <laughs> this is what happens, guys, when we are in two remote studios. And, <laughs> and we're so close, yet so far. So we'll work on that. Just starting things out to give you an update on uh, some of the latest news breaking overnight. The, uh, the election count continues on. In Wayne County, yes. Michigan, uh, GOP members have rescinded votes. And you're back. How about that? Well, we had a little, uh, little bubble gum in the A little bubblegum in the crack, and away no, we go. No, no bubblegum. We had a little <laughs> quarantine um, pot slide problem, <laughs> gotcha. I guess, on some, in some corner of the universe. We but, figured. Uh, we said way, we're, meant- so, we're so far apart, yet so, uh, we're so, we're so close. close, but so far. How we're about so that? We're so close, yet so far. Wayne County becoming a big issue here for the Trump legal team. Yeah, the two Republicans on Michigan's Wayne County Board of Canvassers claimed and signed affidavits yesterday that they were bullied into siding with Democrats and now have rescinded their votes to certify. So if you missed this story, the two Republicans had voted against certifying the results of the election in this county because they said there were widespread evidence uh, there was widespread evidence of voter fraud and irregularities they were threatened according to reports they were uh, they were bullied and so they came to the table and said yes that they would indeed certify the election but now these two republicans monica palmer and william hartman said that they take that away that they rescinded the uh, the decision that they made they said that they were bullied into this and they believe that yeah. Wayne County which has 1.7 million residents that they did see some instances of voter fraud and that these results shouldn't stand then why did they change their vote obviously they say it's because of the bullying because of that so they had their lives threatened in some cases like people were yeah, threatening they, they, their lives yeah i mean if that is true obviously that would be a reason you you rescind your vote question there are two of the voting members and i didn't glean yesterday exactly beyond those two how many others would vote you see what i mean if it were, were there two votes the absolute power necessary you have to have i think you have to have consensus to certify the election election results so right of how many though see that i think there's unclear. probably about seven of them is it about seven it has to be an odd number you would think right and so uh, on this board the two that were standing out said that they were called racist and they were subjected to threats for raising concerns Concerns about ballots that Democrats said were from predominantly black communities. So the race car definitely in play in Michigan. Those two now signing affidavits saying that they don't agree with the certification process. In Wisconsin, a recount effort is underway, and not for the full state, but a partial recount underway in the state of Wisconsin because this is something that the Trump campaign decided to pay for. The recount turned into kind of a partisan brawl yesterday when the first when the first votes started to to get retallied. 
rallied. Yeah. Three Republicans, three Democrats on the Wisconsin Elections Commission clashed repeatedly in late night virtual meetings as they tried to establish guidelines just spelling out how the clerk should conduct the recount during the coronavirus pandemic. And this is before they even got along counting much of anything. Absolutely. It was right at the outset yesterday. Kind of setting out uh, the response. The Trump campaign spent $3 million to file for recounts in these two Wisconsin counties. Of course, these are counties that went to uh, Joe Biden. Obviously, <laughs> President Trump's not going to be spending that money to recount the right. counties that uh, went no, in his let's direction. Sleepy. You know what? Let Hunter <laughs> take the Ukrainian money and spend his Ukrainian money on the recount. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that would basically, I haven't heard the president say that out loud, but I'm sure he's thinking that. So get this. So imagine being in Wisconsin. You're already thinking the elections be behind you. Yeah, right. You come back to the table. You're like, all right, we can play here. We'll do a recount. Five and a half hours yep. of debate. And this was a rough debate between Democrats and Republicans. The commission unanimously approved the recount, but then they weren't able to suggest just how it will take place. They suggested that the recount will be brutal and that it will most likely end in a courtroom. And this is for a couple of reasons, because obviously Democrats and Republicans are not agreeing on how to match signatures. They're not going to be agreeing on the process, which means the ballot that there will tabulation be legal challenges. Is in, I'm sorry, my love. The ballot tabulation is in dispute. Right. Um, the mechanism to use. So it's uh, that, that's that. And by the way, that is at the root of a lot of these problems with voter fraud and voter irregularity. And I know we might sound like broken records, but uh, this time around on this very unusual election of 2020, just as 20 years ago, when 537 votes in Florida determined the presidency, the um, the uniformity, the lack of uniformity in voting is uh, is uh, a very big problem for so many varying counties in one state can have altogether different mechanisms yep. for not just voting, but for counting the votes. Yeah, it's it's kind of like we said with COVID restrictions in California, you can cross a, a street and you can have a different set of rules, which can be confusing for people. It's the same thing with how these votes are tabulated. You cross the street into a new county and there's a different set of standards. The there's a county up north. You can have a children's birthday and a nail salon. Can That's you right. That? I mean, <laughs> I know. you have the party there. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The recount is uh, set to begin tomorrow. It'll be finished by December 1st. That's in time for the state to certify their results. Remember, the states start to certify their results, some of them as early as this week, but well, most today. of them towards the end of the month. And I that's. Mean, Georgia is tomorrow, their, the 20th. Yeah, Georgia is actually going to have results today at noontime. But I mean, their deadline is tomorrow. And the Secretary of State's office yesterday in Georgia said that the vote tallying error, remember we talked about it yesterday, not only did they have... 3,000 ballots that were found in a box that went uncounted. There was right. also a thumb drive with votes that had been counted but actually not added to the grand total because they had some sort of technology glitch. That's right. Then they found two other counties that had a large number of votes that hadn't been counted. Then there was this issue of about 9,000 votes being assessed to Joe Biden because of a tabulation error, basically a a, a typo or, or they say a human error in transposing the results. The Georgia Secretary of State's office said that that vote telling era in De- error in DeKalb County was never entered into the official statewide count because uh, he got called out on social media for having this stand. The well, ob- those votes were called into question fairly quickly. The observer who uh, noticed this filed an affidavit after witnessing what he said was obviously an incorrect tally with only 13 votes in one batch for President Trump compared to 10,000 for President-elect or uh, considered by media, President-elect Joe Biden. By new 
noontime today, Georgia time, so 9 o'clock our time, Georgia is expected to announce the results of this recount, which should be finishing up this morning. Now, Georgia has 15 electoral votes and operating under the premise that the former Vice President Joe Biden has won Pennsylvania uh, 20 electoral votes, which got him over, according to some network and media projections, over the 270 to about 290. Uh, if you lob and some have them at 306, lob another 15 on there uh, because Georgia is a winner-take-all state. I'm quite certain of that. Whoever wins Georgia gets all 15 electoral votes. Uh, will that be? Will, will today's event at about 9 o'clock our time as the morning answer wraps up full coverage all day, of course? Would that be enough to send the Trump election team, the, 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 uh, the, the voting lawyers, uh, the election lawyers into retreat, or I should say concession more specifically. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so, because first of all, most of the media outlets have already given Georgia to, to Joe Biden, so that's already put into his total. The only thing you'd really see is Georgia being pushed out of his column into Trump's column, but I think more than likely there are going to be a lot of legal arguments about how the totals were reached and about the system. Remember, it's the Trump's campaign strategy now, not necessarily to get President Trump to 270, but to have the questions answered about, uh, is Joe Biden legitimately at 306, where he stands today by most media outlet standards? If if you've not heard the phrase uh, in this context, they don't right now, the Trump legal team, they don't seek to hit 270 by addition. They seek to win by subtraction from his opponent, Biden's seeming seemingly grand total. Yeah, because they're overturning and questioning some of the states that have reached this result. Rudy Giuliani talked about the Dominion voting systems, and this is really interesting. It's something we've been talking about here since uh, we had we uh, since I had a conversation with Linda Payne from the Election Integrity Project, and he talks about how we are outsourcing our votes. This is an interesting conversation from Rudy Giuliani. You will not believe how uh, this this story on Dominion is playing out. Whether it has an impact right now on the election at hand in 2020 or not. This is something that needs to be addressed because there are a lot of questions. There are a lot of things that seem to be, well, swept under the rug for some time in using these census contract, widespread contracts with Dominion took place in 2015. So we shall wait to see. Today's a big day for the Trump legal team in the state of Georgia. Big day for the state of Georgia. The voters there who care about their state and their country as the results of the presidential election. Popular votes are to be announced at about noontime Eastern time. That's about nine o'clock. Well, it is nine o'clock our time here in Southern California. We'll have full coverage of that, of course. And you will not believe what we have found out about these Dominion voting systems. Should America be outsourcing its elections? As your Thursday morning answer continues. Every morning, breaking news and talk you can trust. This is The Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horan. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, reminding you to verify this election if you have not signed our petition. This is something that Salem Radio is doing across the country. All of our national hosts from Dennis Prager to Sebastian Gorka to Larry Elder to Hugh Hewitt, we're all getting together to verify the presidential election. Put the pressure on your elected officials to make sure that there is verification in this process. All you have to do is sign the petition. You do it right now. It's on our website, am870theanswer.com. It's just your name and your zip code, and then you'll gr- you'll add yourself to the list. Uh, it, it's growing. Tens of yep. thousands of people already signing up. We're trying yep. to get to a million signatures, Brian, and we are well on our way with your help. 
And it's, uh, you know, an unusual year. You would think it's uh, it's highly unusual that our uh, the circumstance that our elected officials need to be reminded that the people would like elections secure and votes verified. But I guess in the unprecedented, always changing, consistent in that it's never consistent 2020. We have to send that message and people are sending that message uh, on the website AM 870. The answer dot com. Yep, that's the place to sign up. We've done it. I, I've watched uh, Brian actually do did it. it. My, watched I, me do it. I, I actually did it myself. See, I, actually did. I know. Well, we watched each other. We had oversight. Yes, we were voyeuristic <laughs> when it comes to we. You know what? Look, I believe you know. In principle, you know, I know for a lot of people, as it was for a lot of people. You know, in, in the year 2000, it's about, you know, who you'd like to win. I stand. It extends the competition. It's like it's like the postseason play. But if, but fundamentally here is uh, does the greatest democracy in human history, when obviously necessary, we remind elected officials that their feet will be held to the fire when it comes to securing votes and elections and counting votes and ballots that are legal properly. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a, a couple of things. First of all, you've heard me because we've been doing this together for a I've while. I've heard you and a I few times. It. Yeah, I've heard you a couple and of times. You've heard me a few times. <laughs> going off about the uh, the instances of voter fraud that happened in the state of California. And it, it's not that I think my side is going to be propelled to victory in this state, but I do think it is really important for us to have an election system that we trust. And what I'm seeing right now in the rest of the country is that the country is getting California. And I don't want to see that. And I, I'll be honest. I hadn't thought much about Dominion voting systems. I had not thought much about smartmatic voting voting systems. I had never heard of Dominion voting systems. I I mean, you figure that when you start voting electronically, that there's a system behind it, but you don't really think about the process. And and I'll admit, I was appalled. I had not seen any of the stories. And there were some, to the credit of the Associated Press, who wrote yes. about this controversial contract that L.A. County signed with Smartmatic, a Venezuelan company, to uh, take care of our elections. There was stuff out there. And uh, we both pay pretty close attention to the news. This one got by me. and I'm- It was not a big story in, in Los Angeles. And, you know, in these states, Jen, these battleground states in the presidential election, yes, on the 19th of November, we're still talking about it. That's right. Uh, because uh, the the margins are so thin, the difference between the vote totals between the two candidates in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, so we talk about Georgia, for example, they're so close that you, uh, democracy, the nation, cannot afford to have anything but as close to darn perfect as you could ever get in counting votes, especially in those states. I mentioned to you yesterday here in California, you'd have to go back to you know who? How are you doing? Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> to see a Republican elected statewide. And I'm, I'm, you've heard me as, as, as we've sat here, uh, for, for, for low these many wonderful years and, and talking about these important issues. It seems to me the narrative for a lot of California Republicans and you're one. I know you don't represent the Republic, but I'll ask you. The narrative seems to have switched from, wow, we really have to change the appeal of our party. We have to, we're not getting the votes demographically. The, the, the votes are leaving us. We have to cast a wider net and send a different message. It's gone from that now to count the votes. I, I, I would put, I put $5 on it. If every vote in California that's legally cast were counted, 
you'd still have Democrats ruling the state legislature. Yeah. You'd still have a Democratic government, and that was a Democratic my, governor. That was my point. I'm under no grand illusion that uh, asking for more integrity, imagine that, in our election process is going to automatically switch to a state that is going to start electing Republicans. And that's that's the example. This is not just about the presidential election for me. Believe me, I would love to see President Trump serve another four years, and I hope that he does. And I still don't think that door has shut. But what this means for our country moving forward, for our state moving forward, is to to make sure that this is a, a secure process. And so I know in California that my election results are not going to to swing into the direction of being a red state in California. That's going to take a lot of uphill climb. But it still matters to me because I think we need a free and fair election because the rest of the world, we're out there shopping democracy all the time, right? We're talking about our republic. And if we can't get it right, what message does that send to the rest of the world? Other nations we try to influence as the greatest country on this planet. That's right. We and have I, to get this right. I agree with you. And, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a must do for the U.S., as the late President Reagan called us, and we said it a couple of times this week, that shining city on a hill, yeah. that most powerful democracy in human history, this is what, well, you know, uh, 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 McDonald's is known for hamburgers, to simplify it. The U.S. is known for democracy. The people rule freedom and liberty and voting and elections that are safe and secure. Remember in Iraq when they voted? Remember the purple fingertips? Yeah. They get the the ink dye on there to right. show that they had voted. The pride in that, in, in, in that moment of the people there because they had exercised uh, a democratic right to vote for the person they wanted to lead their country. America fails them, and of course they fail us, American citizens, uh, when they botch an election. And I feel like I'm this, not saying this has totally been botched, but But I feel like this needs more bipartisan support than what it's getting. Eight five five seven eight five eight two five five. You're listening right now. That means you're in the six o'clock club. Eight five five seven eight five eight two five five. We have additional phone lines just for you in this hour of the program to get through and talk with us. Should America the greatest country, uh, the greatest democracy on this planet, be outsourcing our elections. That Let's seems follow- to be what is happening right now. And this is what we're learning. This is yeah. what we're learning. And, you know, say what you will about President Trump. You like him. You hate him. You're somewhere in between. You want to see him reelected. You don't. But President Trump has turned the light on to a lot of different issues. And one of them is the fact that we have contracted with primarily these two companies, which are getting a lot of scrutiny. Right. Smartmatic, which is at play across the country. We use it here in L.A. County. They're a Venezuelan company. They The Dominion Voting Systems, which is a company that has its roots in Serbia and in Canada. We've contracted with them in 28 states, I believe, using some sort of some form of Dominion voting systems, including our states here. If you live in Ventura County, that's right. a Dominion voting system. So right. uh, I ask you this. Does it feel right? Is there any justification for the United States using companies outside of our borders to run an election? And number two, don't we take issue with the fact that instead of raw voter totals being sent to the counties that the that this company contracts with, they send you an executive summary of you, results. I feel like this is problematic. This should be bipartisan. And I'm sort of appalled that that people – and you have been very honest about this, so I want to commend you. And I know neither one of us are spokespeople for our parties. Well, I just call it the way I be. see By it, the way, maybe we should be. I don't want to be. <laughs> but maybe I don't wanna, we should be. We'd be better <laughs> at it, I think. I would say this to you that I think important in a conversation like this is to qualify the term outsourcing because uh, I'm sure those who signed the contracts with them would say, well, hold on a second. All we did 
was, not all we did, what we did was, hopefully they'd say we vetted them, we made sure they had the technology to properly uh, a structure, roll out, uh, facilitate voting, bring the votes in and count them. I know that, Jennifer, you have, you have, you have a raised eyebrow at the fact that the votes are brought to, de- or sent, the info, raw data, sent to Dominion Voting Systems and then on to the Secretary of State. I think that might be part of their contract. I mean, and I think presumed is honesty, professionalism. Are we right? getting it? 855-785-8255. We'll take your phone calls on that. That plus you won't believe who Rudy Giuliani is saying is really behind it, behind the creation of these Dominion voting systems. Uh, truly, this answer will astound, I think, all me? of you. Eight- well, Rudy doesn't shock me much anymore, but I'll hold out. I'll, I'll hold out hope. 855-785-8255 to join us in conversation again. Uh, the person who created Dominion voting systems? Mm-hmm. Oh. We have our newsbusters on the scene. <laughs> Azure Thursday morning answer continues. Brian Whitman's voices. Jennifer Horn's brain. What else do you need to start your day? This is The Morning Answer. Thanks for joining us on The Morning Answer for a Thursday. It's Practice Friday here. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. And Whitman, you are very, very good at practicing Friday. Thank you. I try. I try. (laughs) I try. It's 2020. You've had a bad day. You've had a few. We've all had a few bad days in 2020. Kind of an understatement, right? But today could be a great day. I think it's going to be a great day. Thanksgiving a week from today and uh, still so much, of course, to give thanks for. And uh, it's a week from today already. It seems like the year that it's an odd thing about the holidays, the year that went on for like a decade. It was the slowest, fastest year but ever. But suddenly the approach to Thanksgiving is really accelerated. It's kind of like that, it, don't you think, year to year? As it you get older, it's like right. the first part of the year kind of drags along. And then once July hits, it's like you're eating a, you know, pumpkin pie, drinking pumpkin spice lattes, and then it's Christmas, and that's it. All right, yeah, Rudy Giuliani. Get- Yes. Uh, his friends call him Pumpkin Spice Latte. Pumpkin. Well, he was the original uh, Sporty Spice. He was. He was. Rudy right. Ju- yes, Most people wanna, don't know that. We want the Spice Girls. <laughs> he was busy. He is busy on behalf he of President Trump. He was busy Spice. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. Busy spy. I'm legal Spice. Is going to be in court again today in Pennsylvania arguing the president's case about throwing out some votes that they believe were counted uh, too late in uh, the process in the state of Pennsylvania. Rudy Giuliani spoke about these voting machines. We were talking about the Dominion Voting System and Smartmatic. These are the two voting systems in question. Take a listen to uh, Rudy Giuliani's point about outsourcing our elections and just how long representatives in Congress have known about this. Our votes in 27, 28 states that are counted by Dominion and calculated and analyzed, they're sent outside the United States. And they're not sent to Canada, they're sent to Germany and Spain. And the company counting it is not Dominion. It's Smartmatic, which is a company that was founded in 2005 in Venezuela for the specific purpose of fixing elections. That's their expertise, how to fix elections. They did it a number of times in Venezuela, they did it in Argentina, and they messed up an election to a fairly well in Chicago. And there's a whole congressional record that you can go look at about what a terrible company this is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the company wow. that was counting and calculating on election night. And they did all their old tricks. Well, we've... They stopped it. Yeah. They also switched votes around subtly, maybe 10 per district so you don't notice it. They got caught in Antrim County, which is how we found out about them. And we are in the process now of investigating this in great, in great, great detail. 
But, but I mean, just the mere fact that we have a foreign country, we have this in a foreign country, done by friends of an enemy of the United States, Maduro, is outrageous mm -hmm. and has to stop immediately. It's outrageous. Rudy Giuliani is uh, obviously the former mayor of New York City, a former prosecutor. Uh, he knows his way around a courtroom and, and making a case. Uh, one of the I'm, I'm, I'm none of those things. But one thing that I sit here, as we all do, and hear what he said uh, just a moment ago on The Morning Answer, he 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 uh, he criticizes the state leaders, state election officials for for allowing this, uh, you know, to be happening and, and, and presents at least himself as surprised that it was happening. It's an interesting thing to learn. Uh, OK, but Donald Trump's been president for four years. Exactly. He's been the chief executive of our nation uh, did President Trump, who certainly uh, didn't spend a lot of his first term giving much eartime or lip time to stories of meddling in U.S. elections. Well, I think that and, it's, uh, but, it's but, a but good... He's a, he should have known about it. It, it. You're right. But what we're discovering right now, if you listen to Sidney Powell, who's the other attorney who's really at the top of this with Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell is the former attorney for, or current, I think, for Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn. Right. Lynn Wood is also a part of this legal team. And what Sidney Powell has been saying, and believe me, people on the other, like on the Democrat side of the aisle say, if Sidney Powell says that she has this evidence, people need to listen to her. Sidney Powell is not one to mess around. She, and as much as I love Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani can be a mouthpiece. I will tell you that he can be a mouthpiece at times but the uh, people who are starting to listen and wake up on the left are saying Sidney Powell is not like that Sidney Powell makes things that she says things that she can back up she doesn't go into things that she doesn't think will be uh, beneficial or that will be proven and Sidney Powell has been saying that this has been known within that goes as deep as the CIA and the FBI, that they knew right. about this and that there are people who will lose their jobs. People's heads will roll because of this program. Listen to how far back this goes. It didn't happen under Trump. It happened even <laughs> further back. Take a listen. Mm. Carolyn Maloney, a congresswoman from Manhattan, wrote a right. letter in 2006, 2007, explaining everything I just said. We shouldn't be using this company that was founded by Chavez to pick, call votes in America because their specialty in Venezuela is cheating. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently the governor signed them up and never bothered to do any due diligence of any kind. Uh, also, the company Dominion is a far left radical company. Some of their people have written and tweeted the worst things about Trump and Republicans that you could possibly imagine. They've since take it, taken it down, but we have it. So we've got a very radical far left co uh, co uh, company with and with some of their high level people supporters of Antifa. Can you believe that? And they're using a I, I, Venezuelan company as the, uh, as the as the vote counter, which is known for changing votes and also known to have really? the most insecure uh, uh, computers in this business. I think really? you'd only we're, pick we're going to have to we're going to have because you want to cheat. Rudy's getting the cane there, but he gives yeah, but the he final said conclusion. the guy has to leave the interview room because he wants to cheat. That's <laughs> right. it, Rudy. I have to go because you want to cheat. You want to cheat at something. You want to cheat, so, so you have to go out of this room to do that. <laughs> I Here's the conclusion. I, Twenty seconds. The conclusion on uh, the voting machine scandal from Rudy Giuliani. I was going to say, you know, the conclusion you have to come to is you either picked him because you're grossly negligent, or you don't mind if you're cheating, and they're only going to cheat in one direction. After all, the yeah. the chairman of of Smartmatic. It's very, very close to none other than Mr. Soros. 
So how do you think they're going to cheat? They're going to cheat Democratic. They're going to cheat left wing. They're going to cheat radical. That's what they are. So some big accusations there. Foreign election involvement, he says, 28 states sent their votes to Germany and Spain to be counted in uh, this election. And really what it comes down to, Brian, and you remember this because I know we talked about it on the day after the election on November the 8th, 4th. Uh, oh, yeah, it was the third. Yeah, it, it, this year was Tuesday the right. third. Today's the 19th. It's so, been two and a half weeks. November the 4th, we both noted how, that it was strange that the vote ca- that the voting stopped, right? The counting stopped after election night. That is unusual. Usually states will continue to count. They don't take a break. It was unusual. New, pe- new people come in. It was unusual that in uh, these specific states that we're watching, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, by the way, are the three that I'm really focusing on with this statement. So Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. It was unusual to me that on election night, and I stayed up watching the results to so about 1230, President Trump was up by 100,000 votes, basically, in every single state. The voting count, uh, count stopped. And then in the morning it picked up, and as soon as it picked up, there was a dump of over 100,000 votes in these three states for Joe Biden. And so people are saying the way that these voting systems work, and maybe this sounds like a tinfoil hat to you, but I think it's something that needs to be answered in at least the minds of 73 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump. Okay, I th- the, go ahead. The, the question is this. Because we've heard now that these algorithms update these voting machines. There was there were power outages. There was an update. This counting stopped. Why did it stop? Was there an algorithm that launched that dumped votes into Biden's column and did not put them into Trump's column? It seems odd that an infusion of 100,000 votes in each of those three states, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, happened and almost happened simultaneously. Jen, I don't want to sound like the old guy because I asked you this week, do I seem old to you? And you yeah. said yes. And you said sometimes you, you seem to go out of your – That's a Softball. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years ago, again, Florida. I th- it's an important uh, uh, historical reference point. Uh, there was a lot of talk about how do we avoid this happening? How do we get secure vote counting going on? And many people in the year 2000, after we got through Y2K, whew, that was a fast one, uh, but, but we made it, right? People said ATM. I even said it on the ATM style voting and you get a receipt. Mm-hmm. I think 20 years later, at least I feel, and maybe Morning Answer listeners have a different feeling, love to hear if they do in my mind maybe it's because i'm uh, you know 48 now i think the paper ballot i think the paper ballot and just get a piece of paper and we count them up the computer the computer technologically driven system we all know because there are a lot of people a lot smarter certainly than me and jen you probably admit certainly than you when it comes to computers and technology who can get in there and make all sorts of mayhem with a hard drive hillary no i mean you know seriously (laughs) and can manipulate numbers why not should we all go back uniformly every state every county deals with paper ballots and you know what it might take a while but we add them we just add them run them through scantron machines and add them verify the election sign our petition am870 theanswer.com Joe Biden wants to wipe away some debt from a certain group of people. We will tell you who that lucky group is as your Thursday Morning Answer continues. News and talk you can trust. The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday Morning Answer, Brian Whitman. Jennifer Horn. And um, one day, you know what? We need to open this thing up after COVID. We need to get people in here on the breaks because we're really. 
<laughs> we have some fun on the breaks. Oh, we do have fun. Usually we, we, at the expense of our elected officials, right? Well, yeah, but that's the fun we have on the air often, too, is at the expense mm-hmm. of our elected officials. So the it's not much different, the fun we glean from life in our off-air microphones turned off, I should say, lives, and our microphones on lives. I Someone asked me a question recently, and I said, they said, how's life? That's what my friend Ooh, said. That's a big question. From Staten Island on the phone. I don't Zoom people. On the tr- How's life? I said, well, life is what uh, kind of happens about when I'm thinking about or doing the morning answer. I said, because we just offer, Jennifer, we're talking about the show. I said, Jennifer, we just offer everything forward. So you just blurt it out. So life is what is is show prep for the morning answer broadcast. And we just kind of have all these high news, high interest news events in one year. I don't recall a year like it. I'm sure most adult Americans can't remember a year quite like this, with the exception of maybe 1968 or something. But it was a, it was a different kind of unsettling. Right. And uh, I think, you're. I mean, this is obviously something that all of us are living through together for the very first time. And yep. Congress, for the last several months, have been using all of us. And I'll throw everybody under the bus here, Republicans and Democrats alike, been using all of us as pawns while they're trying to figure out politically who's going to get the upper hand in the messaging of the coronavirus. And instead of helping people, I have to tell you, I was appalled yesterday, and I wasn't even going to go here. I was going to ask you something, though, but I'll wait for it. Didn't, was, we, fi- didn't we find out who got the upper hand? Didn't the Democrat Joe Biden get the upper hand on coronavirus? Uh, no. No? Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought the election, if you believe it, I, I mean, the, certainly the polls. certified the results yet. I know, so we'll but certainly see. the polls before the election seemed to indicate that he had the more persuasive uh, leadership, uh, articulated leadership skills or plans. Right? I guess that when was it comes pres- to the stimulus, though, I mean, what you've had, and I really, actually, we don't even have Biden in this conversation right now because it really comes down to Trump, it comes down to McConnell, and it comes down to Pelosi. Those were the three that had the opportunity to put together another stimulus. Now, I am a conservative. I hate the idea of putting together a stimulus when we are already so far in debt, but there are people who are really suffering and are being put out of work by the government's stupidity to shut everything down in a way to, to as their attempt to try to stem and, and tamp down coronavirus. Yesterday, I was driving. I've been on, taking care of my mom's cat, so yeah. I have a whole new yeah. re- workload in life. Right. And as and I was driving really... up to her house, I passed a church, and I think it was a Lutheran church. I've never been there. I grew up in this neighborhood, but I've never been to this church. I think I've probably been church. there. If I, I am a confirmed Lutheran, and... Missouri Synod. Yeah. Not Missouri Synod. Uh, oh, it, oh, it is? Is it in Van Nuys? Ooh, no, 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 no. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not. Well, go ahead. It's in Tahanga. Ah. My, my point is that I was driving through, but driving by, and I see this big lineup of cars, and I thought, Immediately, I'm like, are they doing COVID testing here? What is this? What is this? What is this? Totally COVID year. So I'm kind of staring and trying to figure it out. It's a food bank. The food line for this place must have gone a mile. And it it kills me. It kills me that a year ago at this time, we had people with record low unemployment. People were at work. They were thriving for the most part. We did not see food lines like this. And I know we've seen them on television, but man, when you drive by one in real life and you see people waiting in line in their cars to get a few cans of food so that they can make it for a week, it is really disheartening when you start thinking about what all these out-of-touch lunatics are trying to tell us to do. You've got Gavin Newsom telling us not to work, not to do all these things, yet he's out to dinner at the French Laundry paying $400 a plate for his food when 
people are asking for a can of beans and crushed pineapple from a church. I mean, Man. this is disgusting. It's really bad. It made me furious yesterday, actually. First, uh, thank you for sharing that because that's an important thing to – if you see something like that, I think that's an important thing to tell your friends and, and, and your loved ones about. And, and, and thank you to the church. And well, I want to find the name of that church. Thank you to those folks for doing – well, I don't say this ever, but the Lord's work. I mean, feed the hungry, and they're doing it. I would gently suggest to you that there were lines about that long before COVID. The homelessness problem in this county has been running rampant way before COVID-19. Absolutely. But here, and here's the thing, this is a whole different set of people. So yes, we already have hundreds, and I will say hundreds of thousands of homeless people running around Southern California. We know there's at least 100,000 in LA County, and that is an appalling enough a situation. But now you're adding in people who do have homes who are losing them, who do have cars who are now losing them, who cannot make their rent, who cannot afford to uh, to pay for gas, who cannot afford stuff. And so you're compounding the problem. So yes, you're right. This is not a new issue, but certainly the economy a year ago at this time would have seen people with a targeted approach trying to get this information, this, these resources to homeless people. These are people who had a life a year ago. And by the way, and are losing uh, it. A COVID is, has exacerbated all the problems of society, certainly with every student, remote learning, any problem that existed in a typical school environment is exacerbated when they're but out of the school. Is it COVID or is it the government? Because at no, this point, I don't know. I think it's the government. It is, not, And it's the government in this state, certainly, that well, is COVID preventing is impacting, people from to going to work. Okay, but that's a really important and a, sort of a complex uh, question, not that it requires a complex answer or anything like that, because... COVID-19, the pandemic, has had such a disastrous impact on the economy. Clearly, uh, you know, the, the, the force of Mother Nature wreaking havoc on the economy. Now, I know folks will say, well, that was going to happen, no doubt, if we were going to close down even for two weeks or three weeks. But now we've gone on way too long, and the problem is getting is far more exacerbated, Brian and Jen, than we thought it would be. Right. I'll say about those people on that line. Those people on that line of that church, bless them, yesterday uh, operating the food bank. I bet a lot of those people on that line do work a job. They do. And they just don't make enough money yep. in this environment. And they say, yeah, I'll wait 45 minutes for, for, for something to eat uh, down at the church on the corner. You just and that's can't tie people's hands, in, especially in this state. We'll personalize it to California. We can't tie people's hands anymore. There needs to be a pushback against the government that is doing this. But in, in any case, Joe Biden, I think, missing the mark, he is talking about, and he, I don't know where he gets these numbers, but he was warning yesterday of 200,000 people dying from COVID by inauguration. Then he started talking about how he wants to relieve people's college debt. Now, there are people who are waiting for a new stimulus from Congress. Congress has failed to act. They failed to get the stimulus check going. And uh, Joe Biden is warning about the dangers of COVID and then talking about how he wants to dedicate resources to student loan debt. I think it misses the mark. Joe Biden has done this, but uh, he did this speaking availability yesterday where he was trying to, um, to, I guess, maybe do some be everything to everybody, right? Free college, free everything. And by the way, everybody's dying from COVID. Take a listen. I'm sorry. I'm so emotional. No, it's just. You got me emotional. Look, you know, uh, anyone who spent significant time in ICU. like Joe, what happened? There? He went on to say like I did. Like he spent significant time in ICU. Was that listen back to, in a second? That's hilarious. No, but he. Did I you think see? he's all over the place. It's like people are going to die. He's crying with the nurses. He told people well, he snuck she, out of the White House to go hang out with the nurses. Okay, at but Walter she was, Reed. I mean, 
I know, but she was pretty compelling, that nurse. All I happen right. to see that exchange. You want to listen to it all the way through without the frying pan? No, I want to hear the frying pan after okay. he says, like I'm he sorry, was. I'm so emotional. No. It's just. You got me emotional. Look, you know, uh, anyone who spent significant time in ICU like I did from. What? When were you in ICU? Yeah, Joe, when were you in ICU? I think the voters should know that. I think that. he just outed himself, maybe. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, he, uh, he said that he used to uh, spend a lot of time with the nurses. Remember, that he's the one who said I, the nurses used to blow air into his nostrils. Remember that to revive uh, him? Yeah, uh, not specifically, but I'm glad I didn't know oh. that before election day. Uh, there goes Joe, folks. Well, we talked uh, about it. You the, might have conveniently ner- blocked it like some of the Interesting how Biden's being perceived. Uh, the nurse said finally – she was emotional on CNN afterwards. She said, just have someone listening to me and hearing me. And she, <laughs> and she was talking about her personal and, and very sad and very profound uh, interactions with people who lost their lives. Yeah, we'll finish that up with Joe Biden. We'll give him his time. But Governor Cuomo making big news, national news yesterday. A big shutdown led to a scuffle with a reporter. We'll have that for you as your Thursday morning answer continues.